0: News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Xi Jinping stresses the importance of patriotism as the chief executive pays him a virtual visit. An old residential building in North Point is partially evacuated due to a Covid outbreak. And the law society struggles to get to the bottom of cash woes at a law firm that owes clients millions. President Xi Jinping has told Chief Executive Carrie Lam that patriots must rule Hong Kong for the SAR to maintain stability and prosperity and ensure the long-term practice of one country, two systems. His comments came during a video conference as Mrs Lam delivered her work report to state leaders virtually for the first time due to the coronavirus pandemic. Damon Pang reports.
1: The Xinhua News Agency quoted President Xi as saying that the concept of patriots ruling Hong Kong is a fundamental principle that affects national sovereignty and security. The central government's comprehensive jurisdiction over the SAR can only be achieved if patriots rule Hong Kong, he said, adding that this would also allow various deep-seated problems to be effectively resolved and lead the territory to long-term stability. The comments come after the government confirmed it will require district councillors here to pledge allegiance to the SAR, a move critics warn is aimed at eventually disqualifying the pro-democracy candidates who won the landslide victory in the 2019 polls. President Xi also praised the chief executive for taking a firm stand on major issues such as national security, saying this has demonstrated her love of and deep sense of responsibility to the motherland and Hong Kong. The central authorities fully acknowledge your performance and the performance of the SAR government in the fulfillment of your duties, the president said. He also asked Mrs Lam to extend his sympathy to Hong Kong officials, who he said were unreasonably sanctioned by the United States over the imposition of the national security law. President Xi also said he was very concerned and worried about the coronavirus situation in the SAR, but at the same time, he pledged Beijing's full backing for Hong Kong in its fight against COVID and expressed confidence that the city can surely overcome this challenge. Mr Slam also made a duty report to Premier Li Keqiang, while Macau leader Ho Yat-sang also delivered virtual work reports to the state
0: leaders. A residential building in North Point has been partially evacuated after at least 13 residents tested positive for Covid-19. An expert fears the virus is being spread via a narrow light well, as Cecil Wong reports. The
2: flurry of confirmed and preliminary positive cases among residents of Block C at Tung Fat building on Kamping Street prompted an inspection of the 56-year-old building. Afterwards, top Hong Kong U microbiologist Yoon Kwok Yung says it appears the virus is being spread vertically, with exhaust fans drawing in the virus in aerosolized form from a light well. As such, all residents of Units 6 and 7, which face the same direction, are being evacuated. Concerns that poor building design and issues with sewage pipes might be helping to spread the virus have been growing, with an ever-increasing number of buildings either evacuated or subjected to mandatory testing orders. But the virus isn't only being spread in residential buildings. Six workers of a congee shop at United Building on Bulkley Street in Hong Kong have come down with COVID-19, and a seventh has tested preliminary positive. It's a family business, and a family of four are among those infected. Other staff have been sent into quarantine and no customers have been infected so far. But Dr. Chong Chou Kwan of the Center for Health Protection says anyone who's been there recently should go take a test.
3: If there are so many workers affected in the shop, there's bound to be some risk to the visitors of this shop. That's why we asked... uh, general public who had visited the shop to get tested.
2: Overall, 60 new coronavirus cases were reported for the day. 57 were deemed to be locally acquired, with the source of infection unknown in 21 cases.
0: The Law Society says an agent appointed to intervene in a law firm found to have misappropriated client funds is still trying to find out the total sum involved. Priscilla Ng reports.
2: The Law Society used its statutory powers to shut down Wong Fung & Co on December twenty fourth. At a Lechko panel, several pro-establishment lawmakers questioned whether the clients could get back their money being held by the law firm. The society's chairwoman, Melissa Pang, said the troubled firm's accounting records are messy, and the intervening agent, together with five other assisting law firms the society had appointed, are now working hard to handle the intervention work. She said the inter. the The intervening agent will announce details about how clients could claim their money back as soon as possible, adding that the society will do its best to help the affected clients.
0: You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A man who admitted to carrying a flick knife and a lighter during an anti-government protest last year has been sent to jail for two months after the Department of Justice won a sentencing review. Damon Pang has more.
1: 28-year-old Chen Kingshing was originally ordered to perform 100 hours of community service for possessing prohibited weapons and articles with intent to damage property. The Department of Justice said that was too lenient and lodged an appeal. Chan was also found to be in possession of a laser pointer and a spray paint when he was stopped at Hong Kong MTR station during a mass rally on January first, 2020. In passing the new sentence, Eastern Magistrate Stanley Ho agreed with the DOJ that the lighter could be used to cause damage, especially in a congested city like Hong Kong. He noted that there had already been damage along the protest route when Chen was arrested. Mr Ho also said with the DOJ appealing and seeking stiffer sentences in a number of protest-related cases, he was bound by the higher court's sentencing guidelines and had to hand down an immediate custodial sentence accordingly chance lawyer argued however there was no evidence the defendant had caused any of the damage and that it's unfair what others did became part of the sentencing considerations. The magistrate said the starting point was six months in jail and that was reduced because of the defendant's guilty plea and the fact that he had completed nearly two-thirds of his community service order.
0: A police narcotics officer who admitted sexually assaulting five underage girls, the youngest of whom was just 11, has been jailed for almost four years. Yu Chen Heng pleaded guilty to assaulting the girls in a park and in the staircases of buildings, with one assault taking place while he was out on bail. He also admitted possessing nude photographs of a 12-year-old girl. Passing sentence, District Court Judge Timothy Casewell said used crimes had left some of the children with post-traumatic stress disorder. The Chief Executive has hailed yesterday's lockdown in Yamate, which saw 330 residents tested over an 11-hour period and uncovered a single COVID-19 infection. Mrs. Lamb said the operation, the first ambush style lockdown, had put residents' minds at ease. Timmy Sung reports.
4: Chief Executive Carrie Lamb says the operation achieved the goals of one being confidential, two focusing on an area, and three compressing the lockdown time. Unlike a previous lockdown in Jordan last weekend, details of the operation didn't leak out beforehand and officials were able to wrap up testing of more than 300 of the area's residents within an 11-hour time frame. Writing on her Facebook page, Ms. Slam said authorities had used parallel testing using both rapid antigen tests as well as nose and throat swabs, to speed up the identification of coronavirus carriers. She thanked residents for their cooperation and gave a thumbs up to Home Affairs Department staff, district officers and the police. The chief secretary, Matthew Cheung, also praised the operation, despite it only uncovering one infection. He said authorities would launch more quick and targeted lockdowns to bring community infections down to zero.
1: I hope the community will understand that we are all dealing in the public interest of Hong Kong, in the interest of everybody. We want Hong Kong to get back to normal. And the answer is very simple. We have to really reduce the case to a minimum, acceptable to everybody. And public health really comes first.
4: Mrs Lam also says such operations could put residents' minds at ease and called on people to get tested as soon as possible whenever they are ordered to do so.
0: But yeo Chimong District Councillor and the EU said the overnight lockdown had not been effective as only one COVID patient was detected in the operation. He said many residents were inconvenienced by the arrangement. I think uh, most Hong Kong people
3: don't believe that the lockdown should be uh, very successful or efficient to uh, control the situation in Hong Kong. Uh, unfortunately, is that the government's doing the policy suddenly and bring very negative uh, impact to the uh, local resident, and the resident uh, not very get ready, or even though they they're not very uh, good enough uh, resources or the food.
0: One resident Newman says he thinks the whole exercise was a waste of time and money.
3: Some residents they need to work at night time, just like the security from the building. they need to work at the night time. They maybe miss the period for the lockdown. They not want to avoid the period of that timing, but they need to work because of the government missing to telling them so they miss the chance, but maybe they need to face the consequences.
0: The fund used to maintain the Hong Kong dollars pegged to the greenback saw its investment returns slide by a quarter last year to almost $200 billion. The exchange fund said the returns were mostly driven by its equities and bonds investment elsewhere in the world. The chief executive of the monetary authority, Eddie Yu, says more uncertainty lies ahead this year.
4: Global recovery is in sight as vaccines continue to be rolled out. But the evolving pandemic will still have a bearing on the global economic outlook. In addition, geopolitical risks remain a cause for concern. The foreign policy direction of the new U.S. administration, developments of the China-U.S. relations, as well as the implementation of the Brexit agreement will all have impact on the financial markets.
0: The Estate Agents Authority has urged investors to be extra cautious when buying property overseas after reporting a sharp increase in complaints last year. The EEA is investigating 66 such complaints for last year, compared to just six the year before. Many of the complaints involved a commercial project in Jihai and a housing development in Thailand that fell badly behind schedule. The authority's chairwoman, Elaine Liu, said although the watchdog has guidelines on how local agents should disclose information, transactions involving foreign properties fell outside its remit.
3: Different places have their different laws and practices. So it is important for the buyer to really make sure they understand what they are buying and the legal and commercial implications involved.
0: Overseas, the French drug company Sanofi has announced it will help to mass-produce a coronavirus vaccine developed by its rivals Pfizer-BioNTech. Sanofi's chief executive said the deal was the first of its kind in the pharmaceutical industry. It aims to deliver about 125 million doses by the end of this year. The French firm has delayed the launch of its own job. The BBC's Hugh Schofield has more details. To be clear, it seems that what it's going to do is not actually produce the, the vaccine, with all that that entails in terms of trans, transfer of technology and so on, but will be involved in bottling it, putting it into the little vials which uh, are then used to distribute the vaccination around uh, the population. Um, but it is it does mean that there will be extra capacity coming online at the end of the, well, the second half of this year from July, August. The Boeing 737 MAX aircraft has been approved to return to service by EU regulators. The plane was grounded nearly two years ago after software flaws and defective sensors caused two separate crashes, in which 346 people were killed. Here's the BBC's Andrew Walker.
5: They have now indeed been approved by the European Agency. They'd already been approved in North America and brazil essentially they are intended to counteract the tendency that the aircraft's maneuvering characteristics augmentation system as it's called mcas had to put the plane into an uncontrollable dive
0: Sport and Manchester United have a chance to leap for a rival City to go top of the Premier League overnight when they take on struggling Sheffield United. City thrashed West Brom 5-0 to go top of the table for the first time this season. They're the ninth different side to end the day in top spot, making this the most competitive top flight campaign since 1987. More from the BBC's Conor McNamara. It's uh, been one-way traffic tonight. Manchester City
2: have won by five goals to nil. They go to the top of the Premier League this evening. Gundawan scored after just six minutes. There was a controversial second. Joe Concello's goal after the assistant raised the flag incorrectly. The referee, though, allowed play to continue. West Brom complained about it, but Gundawan had made it 3-0 soon after. It was 4-0 by half time. Mares with his goal, and then Raheem Sterling was to add another in the second half. West Brom remain in the relegation zone. But Manchester City are top 5 nil. to the Pep Guardiola side.
0: The Vendee Globe round the world yacht race, one of the toughest sporting challenges, is approaching a dramatic conclusion. Three boats, each with a single crew member, are within a few hours of the finish line at Le Cable de L'Aune in France. The Frenchman Charlie Dallin is in the lead, but some of his closest rivals could snatch victory. One of those expected to finish today is the German yachtsman Boris Hermann.
5: It's the most exciting moment I have ever, I can ever imagine. It's more exciting than I would wish or need. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever been so excited. <laughs> like a child on Christmas.
0: A reminder of our top stories tonight. Xi Jinping stresses the importance of patriotism as the chief executive pays him a virtual visit. An old residential building in North Point is partially evacuated due to a Covid outbreak and the Law Society struggles to get to the bottom of cash woes at a law firm that owes clients millions. The news from RTHK.
5: Topper for the Roubettes, getting us started for the second hour of The Late Show for this Wednesday evening, Thursday morning. I'm Simon Wilson, sitting in for Uncle Ray, playing the music of the 60s, 70s and 80s. From now until 11.30, then assorted ballads and easy listening through till one. This now's Racy, Some girl. i turn away from you I see those looks you're sending me Is this the way it's meant to be It's something we should talk about Just give me time to work it out Some girls will